What up, Josh? Hey, what's up, man? It's going well. I appreciate you joining the podcast. I wanted to talk Houston Rackets basketball with you because you are the ultimate Houston Rockets fan. Yeah, and I don't take that title like. So let's get into like it. Let's get into it a little bit quickly. I mean, obviously, we're just going to get right to the fact that they're going to hopefully face the Warriors in the conference finals. So, what can you tell me about the Houston Rockets death lineup? Well, so we know what Chris Paul does. We know what James Harden does. But our death lineup basically mimics what the Warriors have around them, where, you know, Draymond's at the five. So to counter that, what we have is we have P.J. Tucker at the five, Ariza, Mbamute, or um, Gordon. We can switch between those two. And then you have Paul and Harden in the backcourt. And so what that allows you to do is run a five-out offense so either Chris Paul or James Harden take their turn running the pick and roll, probe the defense, and now the defense stretched so thin that really there's you're going to get an open look either way. You either get an open three or a layup from Harden. So um, we're seeing the team still figure out, you know, feel each other out. But thus far, this depth lineup, it's up in the NBA right now. I so. Think- uh, really excited to see what happens when we do uh, match up. More than the Warriors. offense, it's even the defense because you can notice how, like, Clint Capella, Trevor Ariza, Luke and Bob Mute, they can switch on anybody. So, you know, they can easily switch on the Warriors. And I think any of those guys, I mean, they can't – obviously no one can stop Kevin Durant, but at least I think they can give him a little bit of an issue. At least those guys can move their feet and they're long. So I think the defense is really what's most impressive about that death lineup. Yeah, no, I, I, it's definitely true. I mean, we brought P.J. Tucker in to be our defensive enforcer. You know, he's a load. He's only like maybe 6'5", but you, no 5. I've never seen anyone been, been able to actually back him up. He's like a load. So being him being able to play inside and also switch, like you touched on, it's critical against the Warriors because they have so many deadly shooters, so you can't even give them the inch of space. So when you have people who are laterally quick enough and can stay with these guys – it makes their offense, you know, a little like it. it makes it a little harder for it to run. You know, at the end of the day, it's still Durant and Curry, but um, you know, that's the most you can do. Make their life as difficult. Yeah, as and that's what that death line. So I think coming us. into the year, my concern with the Rockets was I was worried would it be James Harden's team or Chris Paul's team? Which of them would step back? So. It really helped, I think, that Chris Paul just immediately got injured. I think that first game, they beat the Warriors. Chris Paul got injured. That was the perfect way to start the season. And then Harden was clearly the, the man. And now Chris Paul's come back, and they're 13-0. and 0. So do you think it was a good thing to have that injury at the beginning of the year? Do you think it not mattered? Uh, I mean, I definitely think it's a blessing in, in disguise. So Chris Paul had that um, chapter three, I believe. It was like some 30-minute thing that he put out over the summer about his whole thought process when he was deciding what team to go to and, you know, training in the offseason. And so we saw that whole time that he was, like, the way he talked about James Harden, like, you know, he – Chris Paul himself is probably a top-five point guard already, and I think he is a legitimate argument for top three. And so for the way that I heard him talk about James Harden, like, man, this guy, like, I've never seen the game come so easy to someone, I, I wasn't too worried about it. But um, I do think the injury was a blessing in disguise in that we saw Harden just blow up by the start of this year, you know. He was set from three, leading the league in points, set second or third in assists. You know, I think that really showed everyone. The, and, you know, the, a lot of eyes were on Houston after the Chris Paul acquisition. It showed him that, like, legit, this is his team. 
he's, you know, we just gave him $200 million. Like he's our guy. And then Chris Paul for him, it's like, he came here because he wanted to lighten the load. So that's just a, him from the sidelines, it's a breath of relief watching Harden do what he did the first month. Uh, and kind of gives him a primer on how to run the yeah. offense, right? You know, you get front seat view on how to do it. So, um, yeah, I, I definitely, like, I do think the injury did help establish kind of that pecking order. And, like, you know, the counter to that is, like, OKC, it seems like everyone's still going through the motions because they didn't really have yeah. that. Like, Rick was a little too deferential at the start of the year, and now it's, like, they're still trying to figure so it out. Can you talk yeah. about in terms of their offense that you guys run? What's the biggest difference when CP3 is running the point versus when Pat Beverly was there last year running the point? CP3 is much better as a point guard, but in terms of how he controls the game, what's the difference? What kind of different offense do they run now? So um, I don't know if you watch. Like, have you seen like those Coach Nick videos on YouTube? They're actually like. They're interesting once in a while. So I watched one, and it was about that, actually. So um, I will say that, like, we know that Chris Paul is the point god. So obviously he's going to be able to run this, you know, run any offense pretty well. Um, but with Harden, he's kind of, like, freestyling it. Like, he's just, you know, throwing all these crazy lobs. And he's, you know, a little looser with the ball, but he, like, makes some, like, fantastic things happen. Uh, whereas Chris Paul is, like, surgical. Like, he – just probes the defense, just goes in and out, willing to take that mid-range shot, willing to, like, take the ball out if need be. Um, so it's like a contrast shot. It's a little more flash versus, like, you know, um, a little more, like, surgical, like I said. So it's, it's hard for defenses to switch from one to the other, you know? And also the fact, honestly, it's underrated, the fact that Harden's left-handed, Paul's right-handed. It's like, as a defense, you're, like, your focus is on figuring out how to stop, like, Harden from coming into the paint, and then now you get Chris Paul who's willing to go in and out. It, it just – it takes, like, a really disciplined defense to figure out how to be able to switch between, you know, defending those play styles. Yeah. Even though it's the same offense, you know, that pick and roll at the top with the rolling big man, it's – they run it in different ways, and they're still figuring it out. But even right now, like, those, those lineups with Paul alone and Harden alone, they're both, I believe, like, plus 30 in net rating. So it's – I th it's crazy to watch it. So I remember you told me an interesting stat where even if the entire Rockets offense runs terribly and they're stuck with the ball in Harden's hand with three seconds left on the shot clock, he's like still 50% or better with that step back three. Is that, is that a stat? Or, and they're also number one in defensive ratings. So I hope you could – I want you to bring some crazy stats that maybe people don't, don't know about just to realize <laughs> how hot that the, the Rockets are right now. Right, so Harden is just doing some ridiculous stuff. Like he, he just he shoots. I think like three or four step. Like I think he's like right around three step backs a game. Step back threes. Um, and in isolation, he averages like one point three points per possession, and that's both the it's the most efficient in the league, and he has by far the most isolations in the league. So, like our offense, it's so pick and roll heavy. You either force the defense to try to recover, hedge and recover, or to switch. And so Harden, whenever he gets someone who's um, a big man or anyone who's little, doesn't have the lateral quickness to keep up with him, he just there's just nothing you can do because he just lulls you to sleep with that crossover. And then he's such a low driving to the paint, so you're like, okay, I guess of the things that you'll give him, I'll give you the three. But he's just hitting them at a rate right now, so it's. Um, I mean, it's 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 just like I, I honestly like I think 
him and KD, him, KD, LeBron are like the three best isolation players, like easily. Like those guys, they it's basically like you pick your poison. They're they're gonna get you one way or yeah. another. So it's the step backs that Harden added. The, the, the step back threes, he's hitting them so well this year that it's basically defenses have like no reach. I, I mean, I've always been a Harden hater because I just think the way he plays is so ugly. I, as a basketball player, I don't like the way he throws himself into other people, but it's, you know, 10 plus free throws a game for average. And that it does get you warmed up and feeling good. So this probably will, this probably will be the year that Harden wins the MVP. You know, I have to give it to him and he's due. I mean, he's been close like two or three years. So Harden, Harden's going to win the MVP this year. Even though I hate it. I, I hate yeah. that. I hate it. Okay, so I I understand where you're coming from. I empathize. But I think people look look at the Frito thing and they say, oh, he can just get 30 because he's able to get, like, you know, he's able to trick the refs. But, like, if it was so easy, there would be so many players that do it. The thing I will say is they instituted this rule over the offseason, the Harden rule, um, about, like, how you have to be going up. Can't stop. Um, which I will fully acknowledge Harden did. And, you know, you know, he did that in years past, and it was like it made the game slower. You watch have all the free throws. The but this year, yeah. He, had, yeah, the, yeah he, he had this rule instituted to slow down his game, and what, did he, what has he done? He's shooting his highest percentages. He's hitting more from threes, leading the league in scoring, still assisting, I think, still over nine a game. So he basically, like, is a big, like, F you to the league. I think I, I love it. I, I like the fact that he stepped up. You know, every time he gets challenged, I feel like he's playing great. I got to give him his props. I got to give him his props. And so um, I usually try to keep these at 10 minutes with the, uh, the way that this app works, man. I, Josh, I, I appreciate you being on. That was awesome. And uh, well, I'm going to have you again, man. Uh, yeah, anytime, man.